all women should have love that is without all the extra and like it don't have to just break you down first and then after somebody that beat you over your head for 10 years now it's like oh she took care of the home so that meant that she um, cooked she cleaned she did you know the laundry she took care of the house what she would consider you know the traditional role of a woman and so um, for me naturally that is something that I you know picked up on and so I think um, depending on if you believe in gender roles and you know traditions the man will benefit because you, um, you know, you take care of the house. Uh, I pride myself on, you know, cooking, cleaning, doing laundry. I, you know, feel like my husband doesn't really need to help me do any housework. Um, you know, he offers, oh, you want me to help you, you know, wash the dishes? And I'm like, no, I got it. So I think if you're, if you're a traditional wife, you take on a, a lot and the man doesn't really have to do a whole lot but the difference now is also I work I work full-time and so not only do I 
you know, take care of the home, but I contribute equally, which is a difference mm -hmm. because my mom did not have to <laughs> pay bills. My, mm -hmm. my dad took care of her. So um, a lot of men, and it's just the economy we live in, you know, people can't really afford to, some people can, but most people, you need two incomes. Mm -hmm. You know, the man is not always able to afford to take care of his wife. So not only does he have someone cooking, cleaning, doing laundry, like taking care of the house, mm -hmm. but now he also has somebody to split, you know, the bills with. But another benefit, we birth their children. <laughs> like we carry the baby and go through the labor. And a lot of times when there's a kid involved, now you are the sole caregiver of the child too. So you're a nurturer. You're playing a lot of roles. You're wearing many hats. And uh, the husband, hopefully, is very supportive and helps out, you know, where he can. But that, I, I feel like they get a lot of benefits, you know. Yeah. So, we had talked about um, kind of the inequities, how she was just saying, um, that women experience when they're married, especially like in religious settings. Um, there's a certain standard that women are held to, to have a certain image, not only for herself, but to be a good representation of her partner. And that's not always reciprocated. Now, this happened a couple years ago. Um, Pastor John Gray, <laughs> he was basically saying that if you want to be a wife, you have to operate in the role of a wife before you get the title, before you get the ring. So I'm going to play this video for us to react to. The other side for any of my single sisters is a guy. What is about, where, 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 Lord, where am I going to be found, Jesus? I've been in here worshiping you perfect in all of your ways, but I'm still single. Here's what the scripture says. He that finds a wife finds a good thing didn't say he that finds a girl that he's attracted to who he then begins to date who he then calls his girlfriend who he then buys a ring proposes and makes her his fiance who he then marries later who becomes his wife you're not a wife when I marry you you're a wife when I find you you become my wife when I marry you but a wife is not the presence of a ring it's the presence of your character too many women want to be married but you walking in the spirit of girlfriend Ask the Lord to deliver you from that spirit and carry yourself like you're already taken. And I promise you, when you carry yourself like a wife, a husband will find you. Okay, Stacia, how do you feel about that video? Okay, so I agree um, when he said that you should carry yourself as a wife in order to attract the husband that you want. Um, of course, if you're just being a girlfriend, walking out, like doing whatever you feel is okay in the relationship as a girlfriend, you got to kind of change some things when you want to become a wife. You shouldn't just do whatever, say whatever, go wherever um, when you're someone's wife. Just because of the standard that you uphold, you're representing not only yourself, but your husband and whatever, you know, you guys are building up. So... I like what he said, um, just carrying yourself as a wife even before you get the title. Like, it shouldn't be like, oh, I'm your girlfriend, we're dating, and then now I'm about to marry you, so now you're my wife. Like, you should have already had those intentions going into the relationship just so that, you know, everyone is on the same page. I'm who I am. So if you're being your authentic self all the time, um, people will see that. So I don't really make a distinction between 
operating in girlfriend or operating in wife. I'm who I am. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the whoever, I think the man that's for you will see you for who you are. You know what I'm saying? What is operating in girlfriend versus operating in wife? Like you, I know there are people who live together, they're not married. So, but that girl is still cooking for him. Like I said, cleaning for him, taking care of his, had a baby, taking care of his baby. So is she operating in girlfriend or operating in wife? And they say, don't do all these things when you just a girlfriend. Don't do this, don't do that, you know, until he makes you that wife. So, um, I personally, I, I don't, I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I say be your authentic self. And if you are um, destined to be a wife, you will be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's my answer. Um, so my husband, when he first, you know, showed interest in me, he was like, you are a wife. Like I intend to marry you. So I can't say, oh, I was operating in wife. <laughs> you know, I wasn't. I was just me. And he just saw that. And so I don't think you, I have never heard a man say, to about his wife like oh she was operating she in life. <laughs> I don't hear guys that have girlfriends say oh they're operating in girlfriends. Yeah. So I think that was like something catchy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was like a, a message and it was like oh let me just hype my little message up. <laughs> And yeah, who he was. yeah. Just, let me let me because yeah. it sounds good, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. it's a catchy little title, yeah. And it brought, I mean, it, people were talking about it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm sure it probably trended on social media, yeah. and that was the point, yeah. So. That's the goal, yeah. Um, I agree with what most, most of what he is saying, but my issue with this stance is that you can do all of this for a man, mm -hmm. and he will still like not value you for what you bring to the table it has come out multiple times there have been multiple stories of john gray having affairs outside of his marriage so my thing is you chose your wife like you saw the good qualities in her yet you still went looking outside of what you chose it's like at what point are our works enough for us to finally be like okay, well, I was found and I was chosen, but at what cost? Like, if I'm doing all of this for you still not to appreciate it, you know? And like my mom was just saying, like, there are some people who are um, living together and they're unmarried and the woman is still upholding all of these roles and duties. But if the guy has no intention on marrying her, that doesn't make her less of a woman. Like, your worth is still, you know, valid whether a man sees that or not. And that's just where I get kind of messed up on it. It's like you can do all of that for a man and still be mistreated and still be taken for granted. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, it's about how much that man values you as a wife, about who you are. <laughs> and I also feel like men are very, um, some men can be very prideful because they do get the opportunity to choose. Like, you don't see women getting on bending knee and being like, this man is a husband. Let me make him my husband. They get to well, choose. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And you know, I'm saying for women all time time change. Change. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a no for me. Right. But, um, they get too much pretentiousness from being able to define a woman, like, for her words. And, you know, I just don't really rock with that. Now, we also talked about women being groomed to be wives but men are never be groomed to be husbands so what can you speak to the viewers about that 
<laughs> so I agree. Um, like I said, when I when I grew up, I saw my mom. So of course, naturally, um, I I picked up on the things that I saw her doing. But it even goes back to like our toys as kids. Right. Like you get the baby doll, right? Oh. Change the baby's diaper, and you feed the baby, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I was a kid, it's probably not a thing. This is gonna like date me or age me or whatever. But <laughs> we had easy bake ovens, so oh, we were. preparing us to be like exactly. nurturers and caregivers whereas boys as kids they get monster trucks and dinosaurs everything meant to destroy everything meant to destroy good point that I is what they get and i was gonna say it in a different way but true it's like a power dynamic yeah. everything that they have to play with is like yeah rough yeah. Yeah. teaching them you know to be it's like a like powerful action figures yeah. so they're more, they're not getting the skills that we are like from early on just even as kids how they're playing so i do think that we're we're just naturally the way society is it naturally kind of pushes women or young girls in yeah. that direction mm -hmm. um versus versus boys they're told to be tough right. they're told not to cry right and so then they're not learning to communicate their feelings they're holding everything in so then in a relationship right they're mm -hmm. tough mm -hmm. you know and it's hard to be vulnerable yeah. because boys don't cry man up you know <laughs> yeah, you They're not um, being um, given the tools and skills that would be helpful. Um, I, I don't think. I, and, and every household is different, so this is not general, like across the board. But I, from you know my experiences and what I see, and I think Michelle Obama made a statement like, "We raise our daughters, but we kind of like coddle our boys." And so, yeah. Also, I've been seeing a lot on social media, like on Instagram specifically, all these like memes and pictures where it's like women, your husband, no, it's always sis, your mm -hmm. husband is coming or sis, wait on God, your husband is on the way. Where is this energy toward the men? Are y'all not yeah. looking for wives? Because why yeah. isn't it the same <laughs> amount of posts like, okay, men, stay strong, like work on yourself, your yeah. wife is on the way. Like mm -hmm. men, prepare yourselves for your wives. It's always sis, prepare yourself for, for your husband. Like, I don't like that. It should be the same amount of desire on both sides. And because mm -hmm. we don't push that, because that's not what's hype. It's like, of course these men are looking to be married because it's making us seem like we're looking out for them. Like we're looking after them. And they supposed to be, you know, findeth a wife and findeth right. a good thing. But and um, it's also I went to Barnes and Noble the other day, y'all. I seen all these relationship books. I'm gonna read y'all some of the titles for women. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Sis, don't settle. That's the title of the book. I promise you. Sis, don't settle. Don't settle. Like, where are these type of encouraging books for the men? For men. men, don't settle. This is how you should accept relationships. 
Also, of course, they had Think Like a Man in there. Why don't y'all try to understand us? Like, where's the book Think Like a Woman? Understand a woman's mind, her needs, her, emotion, her emotions. And lastly, this one really did it for me, y'all. Marry Him and Be Submissive. That was the title of the book. So it's like, why are we not promoting the same love and the same energy for men as we are for women? I don't like that. Moving on. <laughs> Um, the Erica Campbell post, I'm going to read it out loud for y'all. She basically posted a couple of years ago on her Instagram. You can't sow whole seeds and reap marriage benefits. Your brain and body don't switch like that. You got to prepare your mind for marriage because it's ministry. And people were like kind of going off on her about her comment. Stacia, how do you feel about her post? So... I want to know what her whole seeds like. What we're talking about, like, what is that? Like, what does that look like? Um, when she says you can't sow whole seeds and reap marriage benefits, um, just like we were saying earlier, if you are yourself, the right person will come to you. So I don't know what sowing whole seeds like. What does that look like for me? Like, right. and then to say um, that I want to reap marriage benefits, like maybe I know in the video you have said it was talking about. Um, how you can or can't turn like a hoe into a housewife. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel as though everyone has a potential to change. Like if they want to, everyone has a potential to change. So maybe she do be hoeing around a little bit, but maybe <laughs> she's come to her senses and she's like, okay, this is the life I want. Like I no longer want to live this life, but I want to be married. I want to do ministry with my husband. I want to do X, Y, and Z. So just to say that you can't sow whole seeds and reap marriage benefits, I don't, I don't really know. Because everyone has the potential and can have the desire to change. Like, I'm not going to be a hoe all my life. Like, <laughs> maybe I want to do something better. Like, I want to be married. I want to be in ministry. I want to have, like, that covenant. So, I don't know. I don't know. She said your brain and your body doesn't switch like that. I don't, I don't know. Because you got to, if that's what you want, like, you have to work towards that you have to start to train yourself to mm -hmm. especially if you're used to one thing like being a hoe and then turning <laughs> around and like do being something completely different like a wife because of course the two like they don't mix right. so that's something you would have to work on within yourself and kind of train yourself to get out of that if this is what I want, this is how I have to start acting. If I want to be married, I have to start acting like this. I have to, you know, go after things that are going to benefit and help my marriage in the long run. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was a little... <laughs> what did you think, Mother Dear? This Mother Dear is... So, I'm going to first start with the B part of her post. Mm -hmm. um, when she says marriage is a ministry. That is so true. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I actually, you know, did, well, we did in, in my marriage, we did premarital counseling and we read a lot of books about marriage and we, our counselor said it, the book that we were reading said it, and I 100% believe that marriage is a ministry. Mm -hmm. It should be yeah. a ministry. Yeah. It should be a reflection of how God loves, mm -hmm. you know, right. um, and the counselor would always say, you know, you should strive for a marriage that glorifies God so that other people can look at your marriage and see God in exactly. it. So, I 100% agree with yeah. that part. Um, the A part of it. There's some hoes that's married. I'm, and I'm not. It's some hoes that's married. Yeah. So, we can't really say that all 
these and reap marriage benefits because there's some hoes that's married. Yeah. And I agree with what you said. I, and I, I know what I just said, you know, and then maybe it was a little funny or whatever, but um, on, a, on a real serious note, like, I believe that God can change anybody. Right. And maybe you made some mistakes in your right. past, but you really want to change mm -hmm. and you have submitted your flesh and your will to God's will. And so should that be held against you right. forever? So, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. And I think it's very judgmental actually mm -hmm. of her and it diminishes the power of God and what he can do in anyone's life. So, exactly. yeah. Why is being a hoe always geared toward the woman? Ooh. Like, first of all, like, women are the only ones who benefit from marriage. First of all, these men, hoe is a, right, hoe is a genderless noun. It is a genderless noun. These men are just as much hoes as these women are. It's just that we don't hold them to the same standard. They can be out here in any and everybody messing with any and everybody but when a woman is exploring her sexuality like that it's like the end mm -hmm. of the world so i don't like that it's always aimed toward women but her husband actually was caught having an affair too and they're very open about it it's public news I did not know they was on black love. I thought it was um, the sister. I didn't know it was her. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all that to say, okay, you didn't host, you didn't sow whole seeds. You're married. You can be all of that and still get cheated on. Right. You can be the trophy model wife. You could be respectable. You could be modest. He could take you to church. He, you the type. He bring home the mama. All of that. If he's a cheater, he's gonna be a cheater. Period. It doesn't matter how Mother Teresa like you are. You're still gonna get cheated on if he if that's just who he is. There's no formula to it other than having a husband who chooses to honor your marriage. It's nothing that you can preach, do. Girl, preach. You <laughs> me well. Yeah, it's like nothing that you can do. If he don't appreciate you, he just don't appreciate you. And that's just that on that. Now let's talk about this. Um, I did some research. Y'all know I'll be doing my research. <laughs> So a Stanford study shows that seventy Stanford 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 This study shows that seventy percent of divorces are initiated by women. How do you feel about that? Yeah. You agree? Because mm -hmm. women be tired of these <laughs> yeah. and it's not that they put us through. Like, like Mother Dear. Um, yeah, I, I I think that most times women do initiate. It's, I hear it all the time. Like, it's very rare for yeah, a man. Yeah, yeah. And when a man does it, it's like, ooh, she must yeah. be trash <laughs> because yeah. men don't really yeah. do it that often. They just cheat. Right. <laughs> <That's their laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Stanford number sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And we all know this has been, you know, going around for a long time, but 50% of marriages end in divorce. Mm -hmm. So it's like the fact that 70% of women are the ones initiating these divorces, that's sad. And I, I since we were talking about posts and stuff, I, I saw something and it said like, women try everything. Mm -hmm. Like, before they just... Yeah, mm -hmm. because they really... That's a... I've, you know, I've been divorced. I was married to introduce that and... You know, just having, you know, just knowing people and all of that. It is a very hard decision to make. Like, mm -hmm. most people don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. So, for 50% to end, and most of them are initiated by women, it's 
it's something that they really, in most cases, I think, thought about for a long yes. time and fought and tried and, you know, for it, for it to end and for a woman to end it, it, mm -hmm. it wasn't, to me, it wasn't something that was taken lightly. So that's right. kind of like, wow. Yeah. 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 And so it also said that domestic and emotional abuse are among the highest rated causes of divorce. And it just goes back to what we were saying earlier, like about men um, having this upbringing to where everything that they play with is destructive. Everything that they're taught is like just to suppress everything. And so for it to be domestic and emotional abuse is because we're not teaching them or they're not enabled to handle their emotions in a healthy way. And they express it in a way that is hurtful to women. Like you end up being collateral damage to their issues. Um, so moving on, we were talking about black women um, deserving love that doesn't require suffering first. And you made an excellent point about, um, you know, back in the day. Yeah, you Not <laughs> even just black women, but you know, we black, so we don't say black women. Black women having to endure so much pain, you know, in order to have a long-lasting relationship. I've seen it a lot, you know. Um, and I I think that I, I am such, like, a hopeless romantic in some ways like I love love and I want to see people being loved and giving love and um I just I I agree I think Malcolm X my guy he was like black women are like the most disrespected women on the planet yeah. like we're the least protected women on the planet and I agree and it's sad like why why is that you know we're worthy of love we're deserving of love and mm -hmm. I, I see, you know, a lot of women, a lot of people, it's, it's funny because kind of like what you said, there, there are, I've seen posts like where it's like, oh yeah, you can't celebrate being married for 50 years if you was unhappy for 45. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I do think that, um, we, everybody, and, and, and so the thing is just realistically, you're not going to be happy all the time. Right. Like, it's just not possible. Yeah. You're human. You know, you have your good days. You have your bad days. But the good days should outweigh the bad. Right. And the, 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 the bad days shouldn't be like over the time. Yeah, yeah. It should be, you know, disagreements. You don't see eye to eye. You are two people who were raised differently. Right. You have different thoughts. And so you're going to disagree. You're... You're moody. Like, your mood is going to change from one day to the next. <laughs> you know, so, of course, you're, like I said, relationships go through cycles, right? Seasons, just like life. You know, we have four seasons. So, every season is not going to be so what you want it to be. So, you have to be able to weather those seasons. But they shouldn't be, like, horrible. And you shouldn't be unhappy for extended periods of time. So, with that said... <laughs> I, 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 I really, um, I agree. And I think that black women, especially, but all women should have love that is without all the extra Especially and like, yes. it don't have to yes. just break you down right. first. And then after somebody that beat you over your head for 10 years now, it's like, oh, oh we have to Yeah, no. How you feel about it, uh, Stacia? So I think with like, um, 
I think it has a lot to do with how, well, I'll say men, because we're talking about men, how men are raised, mm-hmm. um, even their father, like how their fathers were raised. Because I believe that it is not generational, but it, it does, it has to start somewhere. Yeah. So you don't just be born and you a cheater. Like it has to, <laughs> it has to come from somewhere. And so. Insecure men. Yeah. I'm sorry. My, my husband <laughs> told me one time, she was like, insecure men, they have to have a wife and a girlfriend. Because mm-hmm. they just so insecure. Like oh, it's all it does have to do with like their parents and all that. If, if they were raised in a way that cultivated low self esteem and insecurities mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. There. So I was yeah, I was literally gonna say exactly that. Whatever they are used to seeing. So even as kids, because as kids, look, y'all gotta watch these kids, cause kids be knowing. Kids watch, they listen, they know. So even as kids, just growing up and whatever it is that you see between, like maybe your mother and father, or your grandfather and your grandmother, uh, or just whomever it was that raised you, if their relationship wasn't like the type of relationship that was surrounded in love and surrounded in <clears throat> peace and just just a good marriage. You're going to take what you've seen, what you know to be love or to be that marriage, and that's what you're going to give. So you're going to go into that relationship. Well, that's what my uncle did. Right. Well, that's what my dad did. Their marriage worked. They still married. So obviously something is working. And they're going to take that into their relationship and just kind of just bring it down. So I think <clears throat> black women going through the suffering is unfair Cause that's just, it's the same with any, not even just black women, but women, period. Like no one, even men should have to go through any type of suffering or pain or hurt or heartache just to receive the love that they wanted from the beginning when it could have just been that. Right. Right. So yeah. I want to just jump into cause like what she said and I grew up in a house. I, I had a stepdad, but what you see, it does impact you. And he was such a good man. Like. I saw my mother be loved in the way that she should have been loved. We moved with my stepdad when I was very young. I don't think I was older than four. So I saw their relationship like my whole life. And I maybe heard them arguing like twice. And my mama, y'all. My mom, she is like a great mom. I love her. <laughs> um, but sometimes she liked to do her little spending. <laughs> and the two times that I remember, it was just like, whoa, we're in with the spending, yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. it was never like disrespect. Yeah. It was never like anything crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, for the most part, like he was an example to me of what a husband does, and mm-hmm. my mom was an example of what a wife does, and. I am very grateful and blessed that I did not see my mom have the struggle of. Now, my brother may have saw something different because my mom was married to my dad and they divorced. And I love my dad, but they divorced. So uh, I don't know what I would have seen had I been old enough to see that. But I know that what I saw with my stepdad, um, shout out to both. I got blessed with two wonderful men, but I saw my mom like really be loved and it's, it's a wonderful thing especially like you said how it impacts the kids and I don't think people think about that yeah and so I feel like for our generation they always like pride themselves on like oh my my chick or ride or die like mm-hmm. how much dying do you want me to do <laughs> before it's only so many deaths <laughs> that I can take it's like 
And that's how they measure like your love. Now she the one. She's yeah. worthy because she didn't stay by me through all of that. X, X, Y, and Z. And yeah. it's just like, bro, how much do we have to endure? They not gonna say. They not gonna ride or die for you. You do X. Oh, you not gonna right. get to Y if you do X. <laughs> you ain't gonna get to do X, Y, and Z. It's, right. It's a wrap. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It is like they want to drag you through the mud yeah. just to see how much pain you can take. And put you through the worst possible scenarios to be properly and finally loved. And the point that you made that you probably forgot about it, y'all. Her little memory be a little sketchy sometimes. I know. I was small child. So she was basically telling, like, we were talking and she was saying that um, back in the day, like during slave times, when um, gynecologists used to operate on black women, like experimenting and getting into that type of science, they did not um, give black women anesthesia. Mm -hmm. uh, Marion J. Sims is the father of gynecology. Shout out to Skeet University for teaching me that. He would operate. You, you, you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> he would operate on like black women slaves and not give them no anesthesia, no pain medicine, nothing. Because in in their minds, black people do not experience pain. Black women do not experience pain. And she was just saying, like, black men, unfortunately, treat us the same way. And I thought that was a really uh, good point that you had made. We also have seen this in many cases just across the media. I have um, some examples that I'd like to share with the congregation. Um, the first one, I'm sorry, but we're going back to you, Pastor John. <laughs> when he basically did an interview and he said that he put his wife through so much and that he's so grateful that she was graceful and merciful enough to still be with him. He literally said, I put my wife through more pain. My wife has endured more pain birthing me than birthing both of our children. How do y'all feel about that statement? That's tough because why would you want to push yourself through that? Like. This man is well off in his career. He's grown. He's not a little boy. He's right. not a kid. Like, he's an adult male man. Like, he's a man. So, if you're going into the marriage, a marriage still having to, like, raise or cultivate or try to nurture a man who should already be, because he's at least about 40, 50. Mm -hmm. Like, you got some time on this earth to know. Like, you should not still need any raising or any nurturing at that big age. Like, right. the only nurturing and cultivating and raising she, she should have to do is her children. Right. It should not be my husband. I still got to baby you. I still got to watch you and make sure you're not, you know, no. I don't, mm -mm. I don't like that. And I don't like that he's, like, proud or like, I don't want to say boasting, but kind of like boasting about it. Like, yeah, my wife had to raise me. No, that's not huge. Like, and it's not okay. I'm just going to be real honest. Like, when I heard you read that, it it bothered me. Like, in a, it, it like hit me. Like, for real. To hear that. Like, that's sad. It is. Um, he clearly, to me, and no offense to John Gray fans, but you are not ready to be married. Right. Let me insert this here, too. Something else he said in the same interview. I married a woman two sizes too big. I had to grow into her. <laughs> but yeah, that goes exactly with what you said. He's, he wasn't ready. He wasn't I, ready. Yeah, I, and I don't, like I said, I, I don't want to down him or anything like that, but... Um, he, to me, he doesn't sound like someone who was ready. And like you said, to brag about that, that's, that's, to me, that's hurtful. But 
I guess at some point his wife has been conditioned to oh. accept and feel like this is okay. Um, what one thing that um, I wanted to say is I went to an event and I want to keep it real general because I want to be putting nobody out, but something very similar. It was a birthday party and the husband bought something really big for his wife as a gift. And in his speech, he kind of did the same thing. Mm -hmm. And basically, like, you deserve this. And I think he had, John Gray bought his yeah, wife, like, some fancy car or something. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, as a token for oh, everything true. that I've done wow. to you. So now that's just here to me go. You right. know? For all of that. And it's... Nobody should have to do that. Okay. Like, so what if what if she came into the marriage needing you to endure all of this pain right. to to be with her? Do you do you really think that they would do it? Yeah, She's like, here's a car. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, I'm gonna go drive to my new house. <laughs> 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 to the court. Right. Yeah, and then and then to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. And so what does that say to the young women in his congregation? Right. What does that say to the men? Good the young right. men in his con congregation. Like this yeah. is okay. And mm -hmm. this is the mother of your, your children. And you're saying that you treated their mother this way. Cool. And it you want them to think that it's okay. And she, she thinks she that it's okay. It's you know, I, that actually saddens me really. Yeah. It does. Yeah. So... I have like within the past couple of years just seen like examples in the media of people using religion to weaponize like their reasoning for staying in love. Now the first example was pretty popular. Um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Derek Jackson, but um, he is basically like a relationship guru. <laughs> Um, and I am embarrassed because he is an alum of Tuskegee University. <laughs> oh, I'm embarrassed. And he makes all these videos empowering black women to not accept the abuse and mistreatment of mm -hmm. black men. He is going on and on about, you know, you shouldn't be treated like this. Don't accept this. Don't settle for this. Meanwhile, he recorded the video on his way home from the other girl house. Wow. And so he ended up getting caught as they usually do. <laughs> And um, he couldn't portray that picture perfect man anymore. Like he got exposed in a whole cheating scandal. It was multiple women who ended up coming wow. out. <laughs> and it was sad, but like, so he ended up doing like a little PR video with his wife. And um, he, this whole time is just like, not taking any accountability for the situation. He kept talking in the third person. Derek Jackson cheated on his wife. Derek Jack Jackson should have to be responsible for his actions. You? <laughs> By the way, I'm gonna speak in third person. Um, a lot of you already seen this, but this is Derek Jackson. Um, a lot of people think of him as a relationship expert and guru and all of that. Well, he and his wife are making this video because apparently at some point in their marriage or maybe even beforehand in a relationship, he didn't take his own advice and he stepped out and he got involved with other women as you heard them say. Like, I was so confused when I saw the video. I didn't get it. I had to read the comments. Cause I was like, wait, is this him? Cause I didn't know how he looked. I, I was like, is this him? <laughs> Like, like it wasn't him. I was so confused. Like it wasn't him. And it's 
my wife. I apologize to her for doing this to her. It was always Derek Jackson, Derek Jackson. Then this man was using it as a pro as an opportunity to promote his book. I'm like to get some. He wow. was like, oh, and if you want to learn from Derek Jackson, <laughs> that guy. He was, he he was guy. like, Derek Jackson is also an author oh, who has God. books about relationships. It's like, dude, like <laughs> you buy your book after watching you. <laughs> right. So, um, and then what was hurtful about that too, like his wife had never been on his platform before. So first of all, that sucks for that to be your first opportunity to get, you know, on his platform with him having to sit down and be like, yeah, he cheated on me mm -hmm. or Derek Jackson. cheated on me. <laughs> but like she came out looking regular, like she had a bonnet on and like, she just looked regular. Like she didn't get all done up or made up for the video. So people were like, oh, I see why he cheated on her. This is how she got to look like. She don't even try to look like nothing. I would cheat on her too. It's like, why do we blame the victim? Mm -hmm. Why does mm -hmm. nothing to do with it? Right. It's like, he, she could have walked in there looking like Beyonce. And he still cheated. Look, yeah. <laughs> she made her own separate video. And she was like, her name is Danae Jackson. She was like, I'm blaming this on a spiritual war. This is an attack against our marriage. He was like, it is a plot and it is a scheme of the enemy. This is a spiritual warfare. And if you are not prepared and you do not know what to do, you will drown and you will be a casualty in this war. I did not come here to play games and to play dress up. I came here in my battle suit. I came here on the battleground covered in the blood of Jesus. You see a bonnet, I see the helmet of salvation. You see an army green shirt, I see the breastplate of righteousness. I see the belt of truth, the sandals of peace, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and the shield of faith. But you see a bonnet, and I see a helmet of salvation. No, she did it. I swear she did it. And I was just like, sis. God is begging. <laughs> what y'all feel about her um, trying to tie it into God's plan for their marriage? He cheated. <laughs> he was obviously with another woman. Well, you said it was multiple women. I just won. So you did what you did. That ain't God. Like, that's you cheating on your wife. Like, <laughs> I don't, you can't blame God for that. Because you got your own mind, your own conscience. You know what you're doing when you're doing it, where you're going. You knew when you text the girl, call the girl, like, hey, I'm on my way. Like, you knew right. before. So you can't try to, like, turn around like, oh, well, no, it was God. God made me do it. <laughs> you can't say, like, try to blame God for the reason she got cheated on. It's not God's fault. Right. You shouldn't have been with him. And he was cheating. <laughs> okay. So I, I have a, um, I was, I felt bad for her. Um, just as a woman, I hated that she got dragged. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to be real. I'm a woman, you know, and I've been in, you know, relationships, um, and, to be cheated on is very hurtful. Just that in itself is very hurtful. And then to have the whole world commenting. I felt bad for her. Yeah. You know, um, unless you've experienced something like that, you know, privately, mm -hmm. you know, you can't even imagine how it felt. Yeah. We would feel for something like that to happen publicly. So um, that's my first comment on it. But again, you know, being married, 
marriage is a ministry. And I'm just being honest with y'all. I'm a little more seasoned, man, you know. And so, <laughs> I got a little soft. I got a little soft. I do believe that. And I, I, I do a lot of reading. And like I said, I, I'm real into relationships. And I'm real into God and the word and all of that. And so, the enemy does attack. I'm just being honest with y'all. Mm -hmm. And this is hopefully, you know, y'all will be married one day. And it's no excuse. So that's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Marriage is a ministry. And you have to love like Christ loves, right? And you have to be willing to forgive. You know, nobody is perfect. People are going to mess up. People are going to make mistakes. And so you have to recognize that. I do believe that Satan hates marriage. Mm -hmm. And if he can destroy the family, he, yeah. he, you know, that he will, mm -hmm. he will. And when you destroy the family, then especially you take the man out of the house, exactly. the head, you can, a whole lot of chaos and right. stuff can come out of that. So I do see the spiritual side. I do think that some things are spiritual warfare. And the Bible speaks to that. Yeah. So that first and foremost, However, <laughs> um, I also believe that God hates divorce, but there are some mm -hmm. uh, times when God will release you. Mm -hmm. And so um, when you're dealing with a person, like in this example, who doesn't even want to take accountability, you know what I'm saying? And who is able to convince you that they haven't even done anything <laughs> wrong. Yeah. You know, the, the thing about sincere repentance is a change in behavior. So somebody offends their spouse in the marriage and they repent and they are remorseful and they're taking the steps to um, make a real change and recommitting themselves to God and to the marriage. I understand somebody saying this was spiritual warfare and we gonna get in this thing together and we gonna make this right and we gonna fight the enemy to save our marriage. Right. I, I totally agree with that. But if that is not the case, you, you're not about to use the word to make me accept and tolerate abuse. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And so that's that's my answer. Yeah, I just feel the same way. Like, I understand, like she said, spiritual warfare, but at, at a certain point, it becomes mm -hmm. a choice. Mm -hmm. Like, Satan ain't in everything. <laughs> Satan probably looking at you like, bro, what Girl. this got to do with me? Like, I'll, I'll be putting me in there. Right? Right? Now, why am I in it? And you could have did now, it. See, can I get wrong? I did it because you never apologized. I was not there. I did not do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, me and my mom um, watched this show. It's called Married at First Sight. It's on Lifetime. It's very popular. If y'all watch it, tell us in the comments. But um, there was this one historic couple on there, Chris and Paige. Um, I'm gonna give Stacia and y'all who don't watch some context on Christmas. Oh, you don't watch it? Mm -hmm. So, Married <laughs> at First Sight is basically, it's literally just like the title. Like, these are people who fill out a questionnaire of like 250 questions about themselves. They have background checks. They go through like a whole extensive process to be matched by like experts. So they have a, a priest who is a also like a therapist, like a family and marriage therapist, a sexual expert, and then they have one that's expert in sociology. And they have these three experts like go through everybody's applications and match some couples up. You meet this person on your wedding day, mm -hmm. like, you know, walking down the aisle. 
no dating, no nothing. Like y'all are married. Serious. <laughs> like at first sight. Like, right. Mom, and at first, me and my mom was like, "Oh, that's dope," because at least you know, like this person is ready for marriage. Like you don't mm -hmm. go through this process if you're not ready for marriage. Sadly, we, we were. <laughs> but it's like it, I get the the benefit of it because it's like okay, we both know what we want. We mm -hmm. both gonna work towards this. We're it's like an arranged marriage. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, they have this couple on there, Chris and Paige, on their wedding day. Usually, when these couples meet on their wedding day, they're like, oh, like, what do you do for a living? Like, what do you like to do? How is your family dynamic? This man skips all of that. He goes straight into, so what's your sexual history? He was like, are you open to doing this in the bed? Are you open to doing that? Whoa, sir. It's day one, <laughs> minute one, literally thirty seconds. Second one, <laughs> like why are you asking her all of this? Right? See, I would have got, I would have missed it because I, you know, I always be like, well, they married. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And they are married, like they are. But dude, can you ask me my favorite color first? Like, dang. <laughs> so at the wedding, like they, it's a real wedding. They meet their friends, they meet their family, They're at reception, everything. Yes, it's a real wedding, right? Like they. Play like right yeah so they get to meet like the friends and stuff so her friends was not playing you know black people they like i need to know what's up with bro like you you're not feeling very my friend and i don't know what's popping yeah. so they go up to talk to him like okay what's your intentions with her like wh what do you think of her so far that you've met her now he literally told her friends the cast and the production team he said she's no trophy wife i'm not really attracted to her he didn't tell her yet, though. This is what he's telling her friends. So they go home or whatever. It's their first night together. And he proceeds to have sex with her. Not once, not twice, but she says multiple times they had sex. And he's telling his family, like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work because I'm not attracted to her. So his dad was like, well, why did you have sex with her if he wasn't attracted yeah. to her? I thought it would make me build some type of attraction. So at this point, we already like, okay, Paige, like, wake up, yeah, wake up. So she's like, you know what? God put me in this process for a reason. I'm gonna keep trying. Like, God is just doing a thing in us right now. He'll work it out. Okay, fine. The worst has yet to come. <laughs> so then they go on a honeymoon. Like, they send all the couples out on a honeymoon. And he, on their honeymoon, tells her, in the most dramatic way possible oh he's like um i was actually engaged three months ago and my ex-fiance is pregnant <laughs> on the honeymoon on the honeymoon after they was married right so she is oh like my she at first she was like all devastated and stuff but then she sat him down so patiently chris we can get through this together God is just, you know, preparing our family. How much more? <laughs> She's like, God is just preparing us for a family. I've always wanted kids. We can work it out. Like, we can make this work. Oh he says, well, I'm actually still in love with my fiance. And if she's going to continue on with the baby, then I would actually like to try out, you know, our family. Cause I so still what did he do on the show? 
to be married. So at this point, like the viewers are wrecked Living. for pain. It's like, bruh, like you have known this man for 48 hours. Leave. Like we get it. Nothing will happen to you. Right. Like we get it. It's a legally binding marriage. Like you have to go through a divorce at the end of the process if you choose not to stay together. But girl, you ain't even known him that long. Like the process is two months. Okay. You only on day two. Right. Like, and you have all of this information. <laughs> right. <laughs> like leave him. But she's just like, no, God is going to do it. Right. So at this point, you would think that was it. Yeah, this no man, life. it's time for them to go home from the honeymoon. The experts get them an apartment to stay in co like collectively. He was like, I'm not coming back to the apartment. <laughs> He was like, I just need to go take a trip and I'm not. You just came back from the Right. Trip. His pastor went to go meet with her and he got mad at his pastor. Don't let the anger eat you up. He is here as help, not as an adversary. And, and, and with all due respect, I'll take the help of Pastor Kyle, but Pastor White, I ain't got nothing for him. That, that's, 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 that's absolutely fine. The nature of what I'm called to do as a pastor. It is, you, you, it is I, my it, job. You went Chris, on, hold on. Here as a pastor, Chris, you, as a friend, Chris, you're going to let me talk. Stop. You're going to let me talk. I'm saying what I said. You, you want to talk? You want to come on camera and talk? Well, let's talk then. Paige, I'm ask saying him what to stop, I had to please. say because you He's not going to let me talk. I think it was a Chris, just stop for a second. Stop for a second, okay? Go ahead, Pastor Dwight. Chris, I understand. He wants me to have gone through him and that things, but but I I don't I didn't have time to go through him. To go and, to the, and that's why I want to go to the. Here, what do you got to say? I want, listen, now you Chris. gonna stop cussing at me. Hey, hey we we get it cracking, bro. bro I swear to God, bro. I, I'm I swear to God, I don't give a, okay. bro. I'm not. Chris, I'm not, we can get it cracking, bro. bro. No, I swear, Chris, I, swear I, can't I can't believe, believe it, bro. Chris. I'm not here to. Chris, why are you doing this right now? You Chris, why are you? Right now. Nope. Chris, we're gonna take a yeah. break. We're yeah. gonna take a break. I want you to take Chris. Hold on, Chris. Chris. Disrespectful ass. Man, you. If you got an issue, come to the parking lot. And he's like, bro, I'm your spiritual right. leader. Like, I'm trying to give you guidance based on God's word. Like, this is your wife. You need to honor the marriage. Wow. He's like, no, I don't want to hear it. Like, none of that, basically. And she still is like, you know, God is just working on him. Okay, cool. Now we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> then she basically has to start begging him to come to the apartment to visit her. Her husband. Right. Oh, and she's calling him. He's not answering the phone. Like, She's begging him basically to treat her as a wife and mm -hmm. she's still believing in God to do it. So she's like, oh, can we have a Bible study together? So he comes for the Bible study and then he reveals that he bought his ex-wife a Mercedes Benz for her and their baby. At this point, everybody is like, okay, girl, God is not in this he's home. Not. Like, he's What's just not there. <laughs> And the pastor, um, the expert, is sitting down with him and just like, bro, like, you have an amazing woman. Like, she's trying, despite all that you put her through, like, she's still trying to make it work. Don't you think you owe Paige at least an apology for what you put her through? I just, I don't, um, I can't apologize to her for that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> really make you 
feel like why do y'all think that God wants us to suffer so badly in these relationships, you know? And I just hate that she kept putting it on God and like, of course he can change stuff, but she was given the signs. Like you have flag after red flag after red flag. In two days though. Like it wasn't even a long period of time. Like So how do you feel about it in that instance and where God is just always the answer in that instance? Okay, again, I'm a little more seasoned. A little salt. <laughs> a little salt. You ain't seasoned. You got a little salt. And then, too, like I said, being married, having been married, I think my perspective will be a little bit different. I totally, like, don't agree with what she was saying. But just, I think, and if you, one day I, I pray you girls get married, and I hope that you don't endure the struggle love, okay? That's my prayer for y'all. Like, we don't pray love. Sometimes when you're married, you want it to work so bad. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, like, having been divorced, marriage is not something. And they tell you when you say your vows. Yeah. Even though they only do each other two days, <laughs> it's not something to be entered into lightly. Right. So when these people go and apply for this show, they shouldn't just be like, oh, let me see if they pick Right. Marriage is so serious and it should not be entered into lightly. Yeah. And when you don't enter it into it lightly... You don't leave it lightly. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to be like, oh, forget him. And mm -hmm. It's easier said than done. Right. You know, you really, really want it. You're yes. so hopeful. And then you start to feel like, look, the Bible says God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His thoughts are higher than ours. Mm -hmm. So I think the hope and the faith, if you're a woman of faith, I think you start to believe like, this is, you know, God can fix this. God can fix this. Yeah. And I mean, who am I to tell somebody not to have faith yeah. that God can fix whatever the situation is? I, I, I want to say I can't fault her for feeling that way. But again, as I said earlier, at some point, right. it's like, okay, let me step back. Because now, and this is what, and we've talked about it. Now it's time I'm being emotional and Trinise knows me. Like normally I'm not an emotional person, but I'm human. So sometimes I can get emotional. And when I find myself doing that, let me step back mm -hmm. and get me and my emotions out of this. Mm -hmm. God, what is your will? When you see that, even though you're hopeful and you're thinking, oh, God want me to deal with this. God want me to deal with that. And it's just getting worse and worse. I think. And this is hopefully, you know, helpful to somebody for real. At some point, you have to say, God, not my will, but yours. Because mm -hmm. now you're wanting this more yeah. than God. And I mean, and I don't know. I don't know if that's the case, but that's the question you ask yourself. Mm -hmm. And you start saying, let me stop saying this is what God wants for real. God, help me to hear from you. And he will direct you and he will show you that whether that's for you or not. But I don't think that God intends for anyone to constantly be belittled and mistreated. So I can't say what God's intentions are for anyone. What I would say is in that situation and in any situation where you're feeling like, oh, God wants me to be in this. God is going to fix this step back for real and be like, God, your will, not mine. And if your will is for me to be in this, 
show me, mm -hmm. give me the tools, give me the strength, but also work on this person. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and God, if it's not your will, help me to let it go. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Yeah, and it's crazy because never in the history of Married at First Sight, the experts are always like, you know, like really try, stay in the marriage. Mm -hmm. They was like, Paige, please. <laughs> we are begging. Even when decisions they came, like he was just buttering her up mm -hmm. and like talking all this good talk in her ear, and she was really thinking about staying still mm -hmm. after all of that. And the experts were like, we cannot allow you to stay yeah. in this marriage. Like we can't. So they did end up getting a divorce. But to close out, I just feel like God wants us to be happy as women. Like, we shouldn't have to endure so much just to be like, oh, well, I got the wifey title. Like, I'm wifey. Like, you can still be unhappy. You know, I think um, you has uh, showed me this post and it was like the biggest scam of society is like, not grooming men to be marriage material, but also making that a woman's number one goal is to mm -hmm. be married. And I totally agree with that. It's, um, I just want to reiterate, I don't know if we had said it earlier, but we are talking about marriage and wives. So any girlfriends out there, look, don't take it the wrong way, but we're talking from a wife, a married person, a marriage perspective. So yeah, when y'all relationships, keep God first. But like we just said, don't God please, God please. But <laughs> keep God in the midst, in the center of your relationship. And yeah, pray for the best. I don't really have nothing to say. This was good though. It was. It was. <laughs> I enjoyed you, but a featured guest. I'm going to have to have you back. Uh, and I'm not sure, like, I'm sure the viewers will be uh, okay. I believe that that is real. I believe God's word. Mm -hmm. You know, He's not a man that He should lie. So knowing that that's what His <laughs> plan is for for you, for me, for all of His children, I don't think He wants anybody to like just endure. And then it's you know, love is patient, love is kind, love is all these things, and it does say long suffering. It does. Um, so we gotta take all of the word. You know what I'm saying? So you yeah. can't just jump out because because you you do have to suffer. You I know, know you know. No, listen. I'm I'm just being honest. So you have to you have to know that when you are in a in a committed relationship in a marriage that you know it's not going it's not going to be easy. People people say it and it's true. It's not going to be easy. But know that God has a plan for you and know that even though it won't be easy, it's not supposed to be detrimental. You right. know what I'm saying? So what I would say to those who, you know, the youth is, you know, thinking about marriage and in relationships or want to be in a relationship, be mature, be ready. Yeah. Um, and make sure that God is leading you and directing you seriously. Um, you you have to you have to in all thy ways acknowledge him yeah. and he will direct your path. You have to always keep God first 
and allow him, ask him to direct you. And he'll let you know if that relationship is for you or if it's not. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, we hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. We yes. hope that both men and women got something out of this talk. And without further ado, we're going to um, close out in prayer. Our special guest. Oh, y'all going to pray us out. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for this very engaging um, dialogue today. I pray that it um, benefited the viewers and I pray that it gave you glory. I thank you again for this opportunity and I ask that you bless every viewer, God. I thank you for them and I just thank you again for Stacia and Trinice, God, and I ask that you just continue to bless them and I ask that you increase their platform, God. I ask that you give youth unfiltered uh, a divine favor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.